All right, what's up, fellas? I know it's been a while since we had the P10. I apologize for that. It's the end of the school year. As most of you know by now, I'm a teacher, so it's just been a really busy time of the year, but I'm on summer vacation now. I'm actually going to be going on a vacation vacation starting tomorrow, so I'll be a little bit unreachable um, in a totally different time zone and all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, if you send me a trade off or something, I'll see it eventually. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to have any kind of back and forth with you guys. But anyway, I was going to be joined by Chris. He has disappeared. I don't know if he's going to be joining me at some point during this or what's going on, but it might be a solo venture. But being gone the next 10 days, I want to make sure we got something out there. Uh, so let's let's get rolling here with the P10. Um, number one is tough because I want to just kind of keep putting Matt Weller there because I think his team is still the best and like not much has changed. How Ever. We have to talk about Chris's team. Now, last week, Chris got destroyed by Brian Boston. I really like Brian's team. He might have a better team than Chris's, but not anymore. <laughs> because as pretty much everybody has seen already, we had this really interesting trade uh, <laughs> where Chris gave up the haul of Tyler Anderson, Alec Thomas, and Brendan Rodgers. And received back just Zach Wheeler and Luis Urias, but let's ignore him. He got Zach Wheeler. So Chris made the mistake earlier in the season, before the season started, of trading away Zach Wheeler for Lucas Giolito. And now he ends up with both for two guys he added off free agency and a busted prospect who is expensive to keep. Like Brendan Rodgers is not even like in consideration. Now, I like Zach. Zach's great. I mean, he's won the league twice. Very, very few people. I think only two people, myself and Jimmy Foresta, can say that they've won the league twice. If I'm forgetting somebody, I apologize. So this isn't like a, I mean, I guess it is a questioning, but like, why? Why do this trade? I I don't understand it. Um, it would have been nice if Chris was here to get his side of like what happened, because this, this is like, this is kind of brutal. Uh, I can't remember seeing a deal like this, this so heavy one-sided um, in a long time. So... Whatever the case may be, um, please, you know, stop giving all of your best players, guys, to Chris. Like, make him earn it. Make him, you know, add players and, and, and draft well. Make him earn it. Because uh, this is like, my God. Anyway, enough venting about that trade. This trade makes Chris's team infinitely better because he just acquired a top five starting pitcher in Zach Wheeler, who is even better in our format. Because not only is he striking out 10 per nine, which is a great K9, and obviously we know the, <clears throat> the ratios, but he's a quality start machine. Like he is as durable as it gets and he goes deep into outings. Um, Philly looks better this year, so he should be getting wins. I mean, he contributes to literally everything except saves and holds. He's a top five pitcher. That is, uh, that's crazy. So obviously Chris's team got a lot better. Um, I still like, I'm a little questionable about Chris's offense in terms of being this like powerhouse. Like I look at John's offense, Matt Weller's offense, even my own offense when it's healthy. And, and those to me are like bona fide stud offenses. I don't think Chris's is that good. Um, but Trey Turner has been really hot lately. Um, he's been, he's been turning on, especially the power, which we've seen develop in his profile over the last couple of years. Um, so with Trey Turner kind of being himself, this offense could win any given week. Um, and it's only a matter of time until somebody just gives him their best offensive player for like, I don't know, Marcelo Zuna or something, you know, he's got MJ Melendez too. So maybe we should, maybe we should give our best players for him. Uh, um, I'll stop. I, eventually I will stop when we start talking about some other team. 
But his pitching uh, is now obviously infinitely better. I think Blake Snell's bad, and, uh, you know, Giolito's been terrible. But Luis Severino has been incredible. Luis Castillo is still awesome. Um, his walk issue is still there. His whip at 1.09 is only going to get worse, I think. When you generate as many ground balls as Castillo does and you walk as many guys as Castillo does, like he's that that's going to go up. But um, the walks for a few of his... I mean, he's had four outings where he's walked one or none this year. But otherwise, um, he's a he's a multiple walks per outing kind of guy, and so that whip's going to go up. That's kind of besides the point. Everybody bumps down one. So Zach Wheeler's his ace now. If you want to call Severino his two, he's his two. And now he's got Castillo as a three and Giolito as a four. It's just ridiculous. Um, but whatever. So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm putting Chris number one. Um, I think he's... Obviously, his record... He's earned it. Uh, and now with this trade, like, what the fuck? Like, sure. Okay. Um, number two, I will put Matt Weller. He's going to beat me this week. And, like, look, Matt is a better team than me. There's no there's no debating that. Like, his team is better than everybody else's team. But, like, this was such a close matchup. To lose 8-4-2, or it's probably going to get worse because Altuve is still playing. All he has to do is score a run, it'll get worse. Or if he gets an RBI, it'll get worse. Um, but he's it's going to look... Like, he smoked me. And I don't want to make this about my team, because I'll talk about my team in just a minute, but, like, I had two homers on the bench. That would have won me home runs, total bases, and RBI this week. I'm sure those guys probably walked as well. Like, and I lost by one walk. So it's just a kind of a kind of a bummer. I had six quality starts in an ERA under three, and I'm only going to win two pitching categories. Like, it's just, I ran into a buzzsaw this week. Yeah, you know what? It happens. It happens to everybody. Um, Trout's been on absolute fire. Um, Matt, I think he actually lost last week. I can't remember because we do the P10 so infrequently now. Um, no, he won. He beat Jimmy 7-4. Uh, so the 68, 53, and 5 record as of this second isn't quite what we thought it would be. I think I kind of expected Matt to have Chris's record. And looking at their two teams, I think you, you would think that as well. But he hasn't. Uh, but there's no question he's going to make the playoffs. He obviously got a tough matchup in me out of the way this week. And we don't see each other again this season unless we see each other in the playoffs. Um... I tried to get Alejandro Kirk from him, and he smartly, intelligently rebuffed me. Um, so even though he's rostering two catchers, which nobody would really advise, both of them can hit the absolute crap out of the ball. He's got an elite prospect on the way in Pasquantino. Wander Franco's going to be back this week. Um, it's I guess the, the pitching could be a little concerning. His bullpen is not as good as it should be. Kimbrell has sucked. And his other piece is Devin Williams. Um, but Verlander looked human this week. And Charlie Morton's been up and down, although he looked great in his last outing. Logan Webb has not been quite as good. So I was really high, excuse me, on Matt's pitching earlier in the season. Now, you know, I still think it's awesome. And it kicked my ass this week, so who am I to talk? But um, uh, it might be a little bit more human than I thought it was. Uh, number three, this is where I'm going to have to really think. Um, and I'm going to start going a lot quicker. Uh, let's go with Brian. Um He's going to lose this week to Chris Bliss, but he did smoke Chris, like I said, 10 to 4. So beat one Chris, lose to the other, you know, it evens off. Uh, he's going to start hurting because it looks like Machado is going to be out for a while. Jeremy Pena is still out. Um, he didn't get shut down from baseball activities, but he's, you know, still in the IL. Um, and then, you know, his pitching is still a little bit shaky, but he does have Jack Flaherty back. I think Flaherty has another easy matchup this week. Not that it mattered when he faced the Pirates, but, or no, he doesn't. He has a two-start week, which is good. One of them's against the Cubs, but the other one is against the Brewers. 
Um, he's really going with this like bullpen approach with Minter and Rosenberg and Helsley and Lopez and Neville, even though I think you should drop Corey Knievel. Um, the pitching is shaky. It's fine enough to win the league, though. Uh, we've seen worse pitching staffs win the league. If he gets Machado back, he should be fine. He still has Acuna to carry him. You know, lose Machado but get Ward back. If Ward hits like he did before he got hurt, then that's that's probably actually surprisingly going to kind of even off. Um, and he still obviously got Jazz, so I think that's a pretty safe team at number three. For spot number four, um, I would say Drew, but he's about to lose Mookie Betts for who knows how long, and I think that's going to kind of be killer for him um but you know what I'll, I'll go with him anyway i got his page up and uh he is gonna win this week over damon 761 so he's lost mookie but he had the great pickup of gabriel moreno who knows that could end up being a keeper for him he's a top 10 prospect in baseball i mean i wouldn't want to keep a catcher but for a 22nd round pick if somebody as talented as moreno wouldn't surprise me bryce's hand hurts apparently so he didn't play the last couple games but apparently it's a blister that's infected that's disgusting. So that's not a long-term injury. He'll be right back. So assuming, you know, Drew can deal with the blow of losing Mookie, he still has great pitching. Julio Urias, Gallon, Montgomery, et cetera, et cetera. You know the team by now. And uh, Joe Ryan has finally returned from his, like, 14-month COVID stint. And uh, Jose Barrios, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in June, he was one of the best pitchers in all of June. Um, I don't have the numbers up in front of me, but... Um, if you look at his at his game logs for June, I, and I act like June's over. It's only June 19th, but so far through June, not great opponents. Baltimore, Detroit, and Minnesota, two of those teams are absolutely terrible. Um, but not only has he been great, all three of them quality starts going deep into those outings, seven innings, eight innings, seven innings, but uh, the strikeouts have also picked up a lot. That's a little bit of a difference maker. That's a great low-key rotation there. Number five. Um... I'm going to go with John's team. Uh, so John won 11-3 last week over Chris Bliss. He's now up 8-5 right now against Varun. I'm not sure if that's completely over yet, but uh, John's team's great. Um, John Birdie has turned into this crazy stolen base stud. Uh, acquiring Andres Jimenez was a great move. John's infield is so much better than it was compared to the beginning of the year. Like I don't know if you remember John's catcher through shortstop. It was terrible. Every position has changed since the season started. So he went from whatever he had to JT Real Muto, Pete Alonso, Andres Jimenez, John Birdie, and Corey Seager. That's awesome. And all he lost in the outfield, a huge piece, Mookie Betts, but that obviously worked out now because Mookie's out. Still got Buxton, still got Yelich. Harrison Bader's also stealing bases, stole another one today. And Shohei Otani. So this is a, this team's a real, real contender. Um, the pitching's not deep, but... Bieber, Otani, Strider, Pablo Lopez, Michael Waka. That's not that bad. Um, and he does have some, you know, guys who can, like Jason Adam, Ryan DePera, Tanner Houck, guys who could be good K9 and, and get a lot of saves and holds. So I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm looking at this team and thinking this is uh, this is definitely one of the best teams in the league. So John at number five. All right. Number six. Um, I'm going to go with my own team here. It's between my team and Paul's, uh, but I think Paul lost again this week. If he didn't, then I'm going to choose Paul. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so it looks like Paul's going to lose to Gas House 9-4-1. He's also still dealing with the Chris Bryant injury. Now Joe Musgrove is out with COVID. Garrett Whitlock's still out, although he might make a start this week. We'll see. I don't have my hopes up too high there. 
Kyle Wright looked a lot more beatable. Um, he's been he's been hit around his last two outings against very subpar opponents, uh, the Cubs and the Pirates. So it's a little concerning. But unless the walks tick up for Kyle Wright, then I'm not worried about him because uh, his stuff is nasty. It's just the issue's always been control. So as long as he's got it under control still, he should be fine. Tyler O'Neill is day-to-day. That's a little concerning because he's been much better recently. Uh, he's six for his last eight. He was removed in the ninth inning due to left hamstring tightness. We'll see how that goes. Um, if he goes back in the aisle, that is definitely killer for Paul. Uh, I, I guess I ended up choosing Paul to go here. Uh, fifth, I guess. I didn't intend to do that. I was going to choose my own team. Um, but either way, I mean, Paul's got a great team, so why not? Uh, but I don't think there's much more to say there. I know I just kind of like crapped all over his team and told you all the issues, but it's still a really good team. Uh, he is under 500 now after losing to Jimmy, but uh, expect that to turn around pretty quickly. So let's do a quick recap here. We had Chris first. We had Matt Weller second. We had Brian Boston third. We had Andrew fourth. We had John fifth. We had Paul sixth, actually. And now we're going to have me seventh. Um, so as I said at the beginning of the show, I don't know, is this a show? I mean, as I said at the beginning of the recording, um, Matt Weller's going to beat me this week. He's going to at least double me up, depending on how Altuve does the rest of the night. He could make it a lot worse. I still think my roster's awesome. Um, it's just, first of all, a health thing, and picking the right matchups. Um, I Again, I benched a couple of home runs, and it's this problem now of Matt Chapman, Max Muncy, Luis Garcia, Alex Kirilov, and Jonathan India, and trying to figure out like which of those I should play um, is kind of a pain in the ass. Usually I don't have so many hitters. Usually I like to load up my bench with pitchers and just have a reliable, you know, n- at least nine, obviously, or, or ten hitters that I shift in and out or prospects to stash, but that's not really the case. I just have a bunch of major league bats that I got to figure out to get in there. Um, you know, to, to quote... Matt Weller, actually, when I was talking to him, he said, if there's any team I think is better than mine, it's yours. So I'll take the uh, compliment, but it is not, it's, it's really not close. Um, and it definitely hasn't shaken out that way so far. And it definitely didn't shake out that way this week. I did dodge a bullet though with Jordan Alvarez. Apparently the imaging was done and he is going to be okay. Uh, so I'm in the trade market. I need to condense some of these pieces and, and maybe get an upgrade somewhere. So let me know if you are interested. Okay. So that's seven teams done. Now it kind of gets a little hard. Let's see who's uh, who's winning big this week. We got Jimmy winning big. Evan's going to win this week. Uh, Chris Bliss is going to win. Andrew's going to win. Let me go back to the standings. Sorry, feels like a like a commercial break or something. All right, yeah, let's go with Ian. Um, Ian's only going to lose six to seven one it looks like. Uh, so he'll still be well above 500. That'll probably put him actually in the playoff picture. And it's against a great team. It's against Chris's team. So he's he's still right in there. Um, he's finally pretty much healthy. He's going to get Scherzer back this week. Um, Tony Gonsolin's pitching like an ace. Luis Garcia's been solid. Aaron Nola's pitching like, once again, like a Cy Young candidate. So the pitching's great. Ewan's able to scoop up Ezekiel Duran, who I really like. Not that he really needs to use him because his hitting is fine and He's got, it's a little plugged up with guys like DJ LeMahieu and Gleyber Torres. Um, Freddie Freeman homered today, so maybe that's a good sign to come for Ian. But uh, there's a lot to like about Ian's team. I was worried about his team early on, but now that he's stayed afloat and in the playoff picture um, with 
Scherzer out and he's getting Scherzer back potentially on Sunday, like I said. Well, now all of a sudden, a former league champion um, is looking pretty pretty damn good. So I'm going to have Ian there at number eight. He probably should be above my team uh, and maybe even Paul's team too. I didn't realize you know he was doing so well here. Um, hmm. Kind of at a loss at this point. Uh, let's go with, well, Chris Bliss is going to win big this week. He's down in the standings, but we all know he's a pretty good manager. And he was able to get O'Neill Cruz off free agency. I, I had been stashing Cruz for a long time, but I lost patience. I needed the roster space, so I dropped him. He hung out on free agency for a while, so now he's only worth a 22nd round pick to keep. And Bliss scooped him up, I think it was earlier this week. And he just got promoted by the Pirates. So that could be a potentially huge, huge upgrade for Chris because he just lost Jorge Polanco. The pitching's still a disaster. Um, I'm not going to, like, get excited about a Mitch Keller quality start or something. I mean, this pitching is freaking terrible. But if he upgrades it at the trade deadline and he's still in the playoff picture, then, uh, well, I should say if he is in the playoff picture because he's not really in it at the moment, then that could get interesting. So I got to recap now. Again, it's really hard to do this alone. Uh, we had Chris, and then Matt, and then Brian, and then Andrew, and then John, and then Paul, and then me, and then Ian, and then we just had Chris Bliss. So this is the last person that could be, <coughs> excuse me, on the P10. And even though he's losing to Evan, I'm going to go with Josh's team. Um, Brandon Lau had a setback. So that's that's gonna hurt. He really needs him, but otherwise, uh, he's gonna get Chris Sale back somewhat soon. Once Sale gets to five innings in his rehab, he's gonna come back. So he's probably a few weeks, like a, a, probably closer to a month away. Uh, but don't underestimate how huge of an upgrade Chris Sale could be for his rotation. Matt Olson finally starting to heat up. He's had a little bit of a fly fly ball issue. He hasn't been hitting as many fly balls as he usually does, or at least as many balls in the air. Um, but he was three for three today. So maybe that is trending in the right direction. And otherwise, you know, he's healthy. He's got pretty much a solid player at a minimum at every single position, which not everybody can say. Um, and I think he's kept himself. He's going to be, he's still above 500 or no, he won't be. I'm sorry. After he loses to Evan this week, he won't be above 500, but he'll be right on the cusp of it, which is right where you want to be, um, to get into a playoff spot. So there is your P10 and, uh, I'm going to go enjoy vacation, and I'll talk to you guys next time, which is not going to be next week, probably the week after that.